Podcast with the highest level of analysis the culture needs. Also, it's an annual leave, but you know, boy had to come on and do the intro. How's everybody? How y'all doing, bro? Where are you? Where are you at with that internet? Oh, is it, is it lagging? Nah, yeah, nah, not too much. Not too much. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, we'll keep that on the DL for now. Okay. <laughs> do you hear this? This guy saying no location. Uh, He's just living life. Your internet. Wherever you are is better than mine the last few weeks. So <laughs> I've got my- I'm using the hotel internet, so that's kind of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting nervous in these ends. That's how, that's how dedicated I am to the pod. On my, on my annual leave, I'm here. <laughs> no, you, just saw, you just saw the interactions, man. You know, you know we're on the cusp of something there. Nah, first That'll of all, around. you're on annual leave from them, not us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What, he's been saying it like he wants brownie points from us. What's no, that make that make that very clear, Joseph. Make that very clear. Do you know? I was looking at the results, yeah, because this is a sport pod, and when Chelsea were three 0 down, I was kind of like, "Fuck." Yo, <laughs> that's <was> crazy. <laughs> Your fan base is so dramatic. Hey, I've never hey, seen hey. anything like it, man. It's it's sport, but nah, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dave. It's it's not looking good. Like just watching it, there's just it's not looking promised. Like if I watch it, Jordan, it's a little bit. There's too much going on, isn't there? Yeah. Oh fuck off. <laughs> no, but that but that goes back to what I said. Havertz was Havertz wasn't a Lampard signing. Couldn't have been because this that, guy doesn't even know where to like, There's a lot happening, and they haven't been able to like get. He hasn't started the same back four. There's no established lineup yet. I know this is kind of like preseason, and you want to get players fit, but don't you want to get players that are going to, like, have an established eight or nine players that are going to be your starters. Do you know what I mean? Know your starters, eight or nine, I understand Pulisic and Zayek are not fit yet. Yeah. But get eight or nine starters, get them playing. And give Mason Mount, I'm anti-Mount, but he also needs a fucking break. How is he playing every single game? How is Mason Mount going to start every Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday? The guy needs a break. He's not... He's not putting Mount in a situation that helps Mount, you know what I mean? And now he's getting slandered on the timeline. But no, Dave, you're right. It's very reactionary. It's very, like, out the blue. But the expectations are high. They're high again. No, but see, you've got to think about it. Like, the expectations are high because of the amount of money spent. But when you think yeah. about it objectively, when you bring in six, seven players in one window, it's, of course it's going to be a mess at the start I, of the season. And I agree with so, you. What, what, why it's not where he's not helping himself is because he's chopping and changing it too much. If that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen, at least leave, I'm not saying 11 players all the time, at least have like eight or nine core players that you want to build continuity. Yeah, are you, basically you know I mean? saying, are you basically saying figure out a starting 11, give them yes. five yes. and then figure out where it doesn't exactly, work. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I think he needs all his players fully fit, though. That's the main thing. I think that's the dust settles when you, get, uh, when you get Ziyech back, you get Pulisic back. I the think like, the idea... But that's a, that's the point. That's the two players yeah. that I would say are starting players that are now two fit. starters. Apart yeah, from, so it's key. Yeah, apart from that, you have every other star. So why are you still? We've had we've haven't had a centre back pairing of the exact same pairing 
We've played like five games. No centre back. Aaron has been the same. He's changed it every single time. Yeah, he's that. That reminds me of when Mourinho would like play Lindelof and Bay and Lindelof and Smalling and then Smalling. And yeah, Jones. or that Van Gaal year, man, where we just never had a continuous starting eleven. Based yeah. off yeah, injury too. I, I, know, I know what you're saying, Dave, about Pulisic and Zayic, but that's two players. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. That's what I mean. You're still gonna have two players coming in now, but I mean like having eight player core that like okay. These are my eight nine players that will start most games and work work from there. He's not helping himself. I, I, ask you, never, I don't think what's up? Um from the Chelsea camp, what is the opinion on Antonio Rudiger? He's okay. Like For me, it seems like the ideal partnership to Thiago Silva, but it seems like you guys want to start Zuma. Yeah, because like it's not I wouldn't say ideal, because he's not he's not like he's much better than Zuma. Him and Zuma are within the same bracket range. Him and like yeah. the the gap isn't like so much better than I'm like, oh Ben Zuma put Rudiger. They're just hey, about Rudiger, the same. Hey, Rudiger better in a back three. He is better in a back three, but that's that's another thing. We don't know if we're doing a back three. Some days we do back three, some days we do back fours. And that's like I said to you, Joe, as many as changes as he's got, he's got help. Now it's literally down to management. And I know what you're saying. It's a lot yeah. happening at once. Yeah. It's a lot happening at once, but where he helps himself is he helps have some continuity and stability within the team. Well, mm. and then you lose on penalties to Mourinho mm. in the last five minutes, then they're slitting in a League Cup. But it's, I think it's what really was doing Chelsea fan is just the fact that it was Mourinho and it was a League Cup. That's it, no, it was, it was Mourinho and it was Spurs. That's what really stung. If we lost in the League Cup to City, that, that reaction wouldn't have been the same. If people would have yeah. just blasted or something, I think it's just because of that. But that's that's my Chelsea rant. It'll be, but I will say this though: I don't think I'll ever get to a place where I can say Lampard out. I'll just wait for it to happen. <laughs> I don't understand it, man. I don't understand it. Uh, but, but I hear that. But I know you're gonna be in my eyes and say, "Joe, he's got to go." But you know what it is? <laughs> the fact that Podge is still out there. That's the. That's if there was nobody else out there, you'd be like, "Let's just ride it out." Do you know what I mean? But because yeah. Podge is available, mm. you're kind of always tempted. You're always tempted as like. Could we get Pachin? Could we get Pachin? If there's nobody else, like, you know, Juventus went to get Perlos, Madrid got Zidane, Ole's at United. So there's no real Arteta's at Arsenal. So there's no real elite managers to go and get at the moment. So it's kind of like, if Poch wasn't out there, you kind of be like, we might as well write it out. You know what's scary about that, if if, um, if PSG have somewhat of a negative season, yeah. Poch is like, the way I see it, Poch is like seven bad results away from going to PSG. Yeah, yeah. He's Pochi, seven bad results away from going to three different clubs, though, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, I, I, I think it has to be Chelsea, United, and PSG are all waiting in the woodworks. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Okay, I'm, yeah. Wait, United, Chelsea, and Paris. And PSG. Yeah, yeah. I've got to be honest with you. I genuinely don't think United and Chelsea will fire Oli and Frank. As much as I want it to happen, I genuinely can't see it happening. Yeah, no, I don't care. I, I don't want it to happen. I think it's too soon to happen. But what I will say is the possibility is just tempting. Yeah, that's, and I think, I think, I think they're both two clubs that resort to that if there's public backlash um, with the club's performances. Like, we have mm-hmm. cut-off managers that we talk about for the long term. We're in weeks of bad form. And, and, it can, and the only thing that I think for us is keeping Ole at the club is he's almost like the puppet for Matt Judge and Woodward. But like that won't stop any discrepancies that Glazers have in the performance or any fan base criticism they have. You have to pull the plug on Ola at some point. If if the performances were to continue the way they continue now. But um I, think, I don't I think, think it can easily happen. I don't think we can just dismiss um 
Hodge not ending up at either Chelsea or Man United in a few months' time. No, like that's but with the start of the season we've seen, it's like Christmas seems like such a fire play. Like, like that's why I agree with you. The way the two teams have started and the possibility of Poch being out there, like it's just it is it is a tempting thing. But I don't know why, Joe. Why do you think they're not gonna go? Why do you think they wouldn't get rid of them? I just don't think their clubs, the respective clubs, will see the results as bad enough. I think there's a difference between what us as fans see as bad and what the club sees as bad enough to consider firing. I think if United and Spurs are within the top six come Christmas, and it's not, obviously that's not ideal, but if it's not horrible, I think they both have a job. If you've got like Chelsea in 10th place by like five or six or Mm. six points and above, it's a different ballgame. You can clearly tell this guy is not cut out to do the job that um, it's it's very it's difficult to determine right now. I think at the start of the season, it's very difficult to determine. I just like think, you I said, what are bad results and what are good results? I, think, I just think, as fans, I think our, our barrier for, to get to for firing is higher than the clubs. Mm-hmm. They just wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, anyways, I came on. Your boy did the intro. Did my own <laughs> one, one year five a day and we're not talking for yeah, five a day yeah. peace right, yeah anyway, I think do you know yeah. what I'm supposed to do the intro but yeah he basically came on and ran it about Chelsea which I guess is fair given the circumstances but realistically Joseph uh, what do you think about like just um, the beginning of the season because I think I think I think that's where it gets lost in translation what's a bad start for the big clubs and what is um, a COVID start to the big clubs, essentially. Because a lot yeah. of goals have been shipped in. There was 30 goals this weekend just gone. Like, we're seeing yeah. teams... It, 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 there's no in-between. There's no stalemates. There's no draws. We're seeing teams win or we're seeing teams get slapped. I think the closest game has been Leeds last game. They won in, like, the 80-something minute. And I didn't know it was against... Sheffield, wasn't Fulham? it? Sheffield? Yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, yeah, they beat yeah, Sheffield she- on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they beat them one 0 So uh, there's there's a lot. I think like fitness definitely has a part to play in some of the poor performances that we're seeing from the top teams. Um, like I look at Man City, they didn't look that fit. Jesus, United. Man. I don't. I can't tell with United. I can't tell if United aren't fit or they're just shit. They're just not on it. Yeah. Yeah, because because like when you look at Rashford's goal over the weekend, he looked fit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fred came on and he didn't look great technically, but he looked fit. Matic didn't look great technically. He looked okay, but he looked fit. So I don't, I, I can't tell. I think there's some teams who are just. But that's how on. I watched it too. Yeah, it just looked like the Brighton team overall was fitter. But it's so hard yeah. to, to determine until maybe at least October or November. I personally, I feel like I need another, I need another four games. No, I need October. Yeah, no, I easily need another eight. I yeah. need another two months to, to really I, I know how it's going to shape out. Like, I need to see if Liverpool drop off the pace because that doesn't really make sense to me. I need to see if City are just are a mess or they're just not fit. I need to see Chelsea consistently put out the same 11. And there's so much that we need to see, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's so much so that needs to be seen. 
And like but, even at the at the bottom half of the table, like we I like, think the bottom like, half is easier to call, you know. No, but it's like one week West Ham's down and out, and next thing they're hammering wolves. So I'm kinda just nah, like but like but West Ham are always like that's West Ham heritage. Yeah. Come on. Like especially with West Ham, another thing that's weird with them is that they play such ugly football. Honestly. Ever, it's crossing. Such, it's horrible. But yeah. do you know what it is? With the West Ham team, they always have a core of like four or five Premier League standard players that basically say, okay, look. That they're not going to go down, yeah. For yeah, me. If, yeah if, so you realistically they can't go down. It's not even that. I think they say to themselves, if we don't like pattern up here, we're going to get relegated. And I don't really want to. And the club's in the mud. The wages and finances. Not exactly. So I think they, they pretty much say, the five of them probably say, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to a championship salary. Let's just actually play for the next 12 games. Secure safety. Because if you look at their squad, Sebastian Aller isn't in the championship. Felipe Anderson isn't in the championship. Like, yeah. there's so many players in their roster. Declan Royce isn't it? Thomas Suchek, the new guy, I rate him a lot. Yeah, These yeah, aren't yeah. championship players. No, so it's just confusing no. how Sullivan and Gold have the club, um, how they maneuver with the club. I think it's how they move with the club. That puts the club in danger, like not having depth in positions and like like they have Jared Bowen, but like Dean Garner would be nice. It's because think about it, right? They've done this all throughout their ownership. It's because they keep getting away with it. And worst case scenario, if they get relegated, it's cool. They'll just spend the money required to get them back into the Premier League and this and the and the cycle continues on for another like six years. So I can't you can't blame them. It works. It's just a bit volatile. It's just a bit yeah. nuts. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's madness. It's madness. Well, I, I think I think they'll be alright. But when I think before the season, when I looked at um, their start, I knew that their start was tricky. But I wasn't too worried about it because West Ham are one of those teams that they'll start off crap, but they'll just be like, okay, let's turn on. So I wasn't. Yeah. But in terms, of, I think relegation is easier to call than the top four, top six. In the top four, I'm so intrigued. See, me overall, I'm just intrigued by a lot of teams, given the fact this season I'm watching that as a neutral. Until, until you know, <laughs> until you know, pattern up a business, like uh, I'll, I'll remain in neutral throughout the season. Uh, I think we can discuss that later if you want, but we know how you feel the, now about talking about United at this stage. I mean, we can discuss it, but I mean, seeing as there's no United fans on there, it would be a bit weird without yeah. having representation. I'm not even trying to talk about it either. Like, like to be yeah, honest, like, just, 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 just a madness. Yeah. But I've been intrigued by a lot of teams overall. Um, Jesus, man, that City star just looked lethargic. Like, like just not on it. Like, the, do you see the penalties conceded? Like the the Walker penalty and the other fells in the box. It was sloppy. It was sloppy. And then, I, and then I see that, and then I'm seeing how Leicester play, and I'm like, are Leicester actually on it this year? Or are they just like it? Like it, it goes back to the same theme. Are they on it this year, or are they just a more leggy team? Are they fitter? I think. I think. And then I'm thinking like, does the start? Of, does how a lot of teams start this season, this COVID season, shape how they finish the season? Because like we could see, we could we could see uh, Everton's 100% start, Leicester's 100% start. They could ride that out to top four by by May, but it's like. Yeah. Is there a drop-off when all the other clubs get fitter, you know, when um, City get back to sharpness, when Chelsea get back to sharpness, when Spurs get back to sharpness? I don't know if it will be drop-off, but 
I think it will just be, I think every weekend will be, we have to win. I think every yeah. weekend will be crucial. Yeah. I, I, I ever look like a team that barring Jordan Pickford and barring Calvert-Lewin having a dry spell, they should be there or thereabouts towards the end of the season. So it's, I don't think you can just say, oh, everyone are riding their luck or like, it's just a it's just a hot streak or they're a little bit fitter than other teams. I think they actually they're a serious side. Like they're, they're Oh yeah, no, there's more organization. There's more organization. Maybe that wasn't the best yeah, example <laughs> because Ancelotti has them guys organized this year. Um even away uh, they're perfect examples, Palace and how Brighton have been performing, and even Leicester have been performing with what we could argue is a slightly weakened side, like with the loss of yeah. uh, Ben Chilwell and the likes. Like can they maintain that form? Do you think they can still? Do you think a team like Brighton can still compete with um, United in the return leg if we're on it? You know, or it, it's hard to but, call. Like to be honest with you, I think anybody can compete with United. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but even Chelsea. Like, remember the first game when they were on it with Chelsea? Do you think so? The return leg would probably have Ziyech and Pulisic back. Do you think like teams like that can compete that have had good starts? I think I think I think Brighton will be able to remain competitive. But what I will say it's kind of similar to what I was saying to the last question is like I think the teams who just aren't playing that well because of fitness and because of um issues with personnel or not knowing who to play, I think they'll just if they figure it out, I think they'll just make those games a little bit more competitive. I don't think you will see the likes of um, Brighton and those level of teams drop off. I, I, maybe the one team you might see drop off, I, I, it's because I, I don't want to say Palace, but you just never me, yeah. Yeah. Palace. yeah. The the only other thing, the, the only things I'm sure of right now in the Premier League and I have been sure of since before the season, so it's just nice to see the confirmation, is Sheffield United are going down 100%. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They are horrible. And Fulham are going down easily. Fulham, <laughs> I think everybody everybody saw Fulham coming, didn't they? I'll never forgive Brentford, man. I'll never forgive Brentford. Yeah, like, like, hard. like... I because we're fans of projects too. We're we're yeah. both fans of projects. So I, I like them. like you have the new stadium. You would have had yeah. Ollie Watkins still there. We would have had Soy Ben Rama, like another baller added to the Premier League. I just and think they had a better project. You know what the most exciting thing about <clears throat> Brentford in the Premier League would have would have been we would have seen another example of Moneyball at yes. Premier League. Yes, yes. And I don't think enough teams... You, I think, obviously, Leicester are really good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, who are, I think Wolves are really good at it, but then again, they've got, like, first refusal on yeah. every single... And I haven't really liked so, Wolves' business. We'll get to that in the transfer rooms. I, I like, I like yeah, Brighton. Really I think Brighton gave me money ball element as well. Yeah, they've got... My, it's funny because both of them... Who was three Glampty are, in January? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for four million, man. Yeah. yeah. So they're, yeah. They're, both of their owners are very much moneyball guys. And for me, it would have been interesting to see Brentford go up against Brighton to kind of see how that kind of played out. But definitely, I think Sheffield United, the players there are just not Premier League players. I don't even mean this in a rude way, but who the fuck is Ollie McBurney? Oh my God. I was actually thinking that when we were saying, yeah, because we're, 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 we had that? a. No, we had in the docket. Um, 
what accusi- what acquisitions other teams need to make. And I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ, that you're not going too far with Ali McBurney as your starting striker. No, bro. I don't know who that guy. So, and then when you look at how, I don't want to say, maybe, let me not say how important um, Dean Henderson was to them, but Dean Henderson was a, a key part of the, the season last year and just having that solidity um, at back with a, not with, a, with a solid goalkeeper. Losing that certainly has to have an effect. On also, don't rate Aaron Ramsdale. I don't rate him. Neither do I. I don't understand no. that. No. There's so many non-Premier League players in their team that they have to go down. Fulham as well, they have to go down. But what strikes me the most about the Fulham thing is the fact that their owner went on Twitter to yeah. basically say, look, after, so I think they lost, who did they lose to again? Who did they lose to recently? Villa, Trino. Yeah, so they got slapped 3-0 and their owner came on Twitter immediately after the game saying, I apologise for the result. Um, we've got to do better as a team. We're trying to do better in the um, transfer market. And um, we, we, we tried to sign like four centre-backs or two of them had COVID and then one of them had passport issues. And it's like, mate, <laughs> just do your job, bro. Like, oh, these guys are starting Tim Ream and Adoy in 2020. Bro, it's like, didn't you know this was going to happen anyway? Like I, I, like, I wouldn't mind you saying that if the window didn't have like four days left or some shit like that. But the window has four days left. Like, the fans don't want to hear, oh, we've tried signing seven centre-backs and we can't get any of them. So you're probably going to be left with like our worst choice option, who's probably yeah. not going to be any better than the crap that we've got right now. Also, if you were one of the centre-backs at Fulham, imagine seeing your owner tweet say, we've tried to sign four or five centre-backs. I would be fuming. Would just, you not be angry? Yeah, no, just the span of the, like, the, like seven, seven's mad. Yeah, just looking no. for, say, like, like, you have three primary targets. You, you're telling me you, you, know, you know what you want. You, yeah, you, yeah. Like, you know the criteria of centre-back you want. Seven? You seven try looking at seven different centres? That's, that's, that's too many. That's too many. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not even, I don't even think it's too many. I think what's nuts about it is that they couldn't get the first six. <laughs> oh, yeah, hold on. They didn't get any seven. Yeah, they couldn't get any of them. That's the funny thing. So they said. Like, so they said two had COVID, basically. The two. So two had had COVID. Or yeah. Two or four of them had COVID, and then like another two had passport issues, and some of them just didn't want to join the team or whatever. So yeah, it's just yeah. Bit I mean, that's being frank and honest about it. But like, what was what what was even funny about that interaction is that uh, a fan tweeted him saying, "Hey, you should look at this guy. He plays for Watford. I think I can't remember who, or maybe he played for Chelsea." Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the point at which I realised that when I own a football club, I can ne- I cannot be on Twitter. No. I just couldn't. No. I, no. I, would, I, would, I, would, I would lose my job. No. Seeing Fabrizio Romano and them, man, all, all talking about who's the best targets and who's the, and listen to the fans. No, you couldn't. Yeah. No you chance. couldn't do it. No chance. Especially if you know that what you're hearing is crap. Like, imagine... It's- like, imagine you're an owner and then they and then um, like you story about your club saying yeah you've put in a bid for X player or some player says he wants to leave and the player didn't say that 
made. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. like, that sort of shit would stress me out. But and that kind of leads us nicely into um, the transfer section, but more specifically how I think this has been the first, this has been for me, and I don't know about you, um, but this has been the transfer window that's really opened my eyes and made me realize that these journals don't know a single thing. They don't know a thing. I was listening to, um, I was on Stratford Paddock, the, one of the Man United sites, and they had... Is that, had, is that still good? It used to be called Full-Time Devils, but they, yeah, they, they had some stuff going on with the rebranding or the rights to the name or something, so they just right. they basically just went Stratford Paddock. It was the same content, they do like live transfer rumours, podcasts, all that, all of that stuff, but they have, get, they have these journalists on as guests, so they managed to pull in these journalists. Right. And they had this one on. He's a he's a he's a French journalist, uh, Mohamed Bouhafsi. Um, yeah, I've heard about him. Yeah, yeah. And he discussed the the Dembele situation, the Badiashile situation, uh, Pogba's new contract. And what I concluded to was, yeah, this guy didn't ha- no have any sources. Like this guy was just running off of. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's running off vibes. Like. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like, it started off with Dembele and he's kind of like, oh yeah, like, I think Dembele might stay at the club because I think he knows in his heart he wants to succeed. But I'm like, but where is the actual, yeah. like, fact? Yeah, yeah. What's in your sources. Yeah, yeah. Or the Pogba thing. It's like, oh, Pogba, he'll sign a new contract because I think the staff want to build around. But it's like, Mir, you could say that. But where, yeah. where, where, where's the exclusive? There's, there's no there's no exclusive there for me. There's no new information that I don't already know. Of course, Dembele will want to succeed at Barca, given his price tag, given more. fucking does Yeah, inherent the number 11 for Neymar. Of course he wants to. But the situation says that Barca want to get rid of these players. Like, like uh, Bart, Bartholomew, the owner, wants to raise funds. So it's like, why not look at it from that angle rather than... Yeah. Dembele as a person, like I, I, I would look for, I'd be trying to get sources off Barcelona officials. I wouldn't be going, yeah, I know Dembele personally, and I know yeah. he'd want to. It's just not a reliable source for me. And you like as if Dembele is going to come out and tell you as a journalist, like, yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Like, that's just yeah, like, exactly, yeah. And he's like, oh, Badia Chile wants to stay at the club. I'll give one more example. He's like, oh, because Nico Kovac is there and he likes him all. But ultimately, if the price is right, you know, he's going. He's going. He's going. Like so. He's going. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit weird. Like the one for the the kind of big one for me is has been Fabrizio Romano, and I'm not saying he's a fraud because mm. I understand that, especially with United. Like as a United fan, you've got to kind of see, you got to read in between the lines, and if there if there are United rumors coming out. It could be one of two things. We're legit actually trying to buy this guy, or we're te- we've told our sources we're trying to buy this guy to keep face with the fans. That happens so much with it. Like, I don't even know if the Dembele thing is real. It makes sense when you think about it, but are United really in for Dembele? I don't know. Like, but when you hear the things that the journalists say, like, well, um, Barca are trying to sell Dembele to raise money for. Uh, Memphis Depay, which makes sense because Coman is, is trying to make Barcelona Dutch again. So yeah, yeah. But United have this history of just not 
really nailing transfer windows. So how it, it just smells like they're feel, they're feeding BS to sort to um, journals, and the journals are saying, look, my sources are legit. I've shown you in the past that they're legit. The only thing now is that your 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 sources are actually just trying to save their face because they're really not trying to spend money. It's so a, for them a little bit, but there's so much BS out there. Um, I, th- I think we have to understand that um, Fabrizio Romano it is was and still currently is the man in Italy for for yeah. them sources. That's where he grew stuck in Italy. Like, like I was watching yeah. stuff of him. I was watching documentaries of him last year when Smalling when the Smalling loan to Roma got confirmed he was the first on it yeah, when all yeah, these yeah. moves to Inter he was the first on it so he this gives me this idea that this guy domestically has it locked down in Italy yeah. it's when a lot of them try to go international for me I think I think I think it gets a bit lost in translation like they're trying to they're trying to get German sources, then they're trying to go back to Manchester and go, yeah, yeah, what's the consensus in Manchester? What's going on in Germany? What Zork said? I think a lot of these journalists have a lockdown domestically, but they don't know how to um, broaden out internationally. And I think it's journalistic integrity too. Like realistically, mm-hmm. Fabrizio, he's not going to admit that the Sancho deal is dead, dead, dead in the war. He can't admit that. Considering he was the guy that says, yeah, personal terms have been agreed um, yeah, the deal should be done by Friday, and then suddenly it's not done. Zork saying it can't get done and all. He has to stay on that. And I saw him like I saw him three weeks later on on uh, Stratford Paddock again, still feeding these guys. Yeah, no, the the Sancho deal is happening. The features has to be agreed. One month later, yeah, the Sancho deal is happening. The features has to be agreed. It's just him as a journalist. <laughs> it's BS, right? Yeah, yeah, with his reputation, he can't go. Yeah, guys, I got this one so wrong. Considering the I amount of ones he got, got right, I I think. I think he would get more credibility from like most people if he says, look, I just had it. I, I was given inf- info from a previously good source. Exactly, and I yeah, exactly. Because I can relate to it. Like He thought the deal was happening on paper. There was uh, personal terms agreed with Sancho. And it's just a fee needs to be finalized. And then the fee just wasn't finalized. That's business well, between them two clubs. It's not on him. Yeah, I, 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 yeah exactly. But I just think they can be a little bit more just honesty. Like, if you come out and get something wrong, just be like, yeah, I got it wrong. But, you know, my source is normally good for this kind of thing. And it just, it, you know, it was just a bad beat. But, you know, it happened. It happens. But um, moving on from journals, uh, yeah. what, let's kind of run through the top six teams one by one and kind of see who do you think they should sign with like two or three days left in the window or four days left in the window. I mean, we could start off with um, the Chelsea situation because we've already, we've already, you know, elongated that one a little bit with Jordan. I think we should just move on to who, who are their targets really? Who they need to sign? Well, I think, I don't even think we need to speak about Chelsea. I think they got every, absolutely everybody they wanted. I don't oh, think but they need they... a centre. They still need a centre back. I'm surprised they weren't in for any more business ones. Well, I forgot about the Malang Sarah business. Who? That's what I'm saying. That, 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 but you bring me to my point. There's a trend now in with the top six teams, even the top 10 teams, that they all need centre backs from the top six mainly. But for me, is there a lot of centre backs out there? Like it seems market, like. The market is dead. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of centre-backs that haven't reached their full ceiling yet. They're 23, 24-year-olds on the verge. 
Like, bro, we're seeing Ruben Diaz get signed, and I'm seeing, yeah, Ruben Diaz is expected to come in and fill company's boots and be the leader of the team and all. And I look, and this guy's 23. This guy's a few mm. months older than me. And I'm just like, it's mad that Man City are putting so much dependency on this kid at the end of the day that still hasn't even reached his full potential. Like, he was a leader at Benfica. Um, but I'm seeing stuff, like, from, from, from observation that, like, his positioning isn't great. He's not the full article. Yeah. If we're being real, um, Man City wanted Koulibaly, and they couldn't get him. So the, so the alternative was uh, Ruben Dias. Like, I we're seeing that. Nuts. I think that's nuts. I think they should. They, they would have just been better off just spending the money on Koulibaly. Yeah. Consider, cons- consider, c- considering it's uh, 65 mil for Ruben Diaz? Yeah. Like, you've already signed Ake. You've already got Laporte. You might as well go all out for Koulibaly. That's just my opinion anyway, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with City then. Um, I think they need more um, steel in the midfield. I think Rodri... Roger, Roger doesn't do Roger doesn't do much. Like Roger doesn't do much Roger in the game. Horrible. No. He's getting he's getting carried by Fernandinho. And Fernandinho yeah. is in his last. So I don't even I don't know. To see what but then again, right? You say that they need they need some steel in the midfield. The market for central midfielders isn't exactly hot right now either. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking like an Indeedy immediately when I look at that. I'm thinking of a Wilfred Indeedy, but Come on, he, man. That's, he's that's, not for that's, sale. That's a, and that's a project. Yeah, no, he's not for sale. So that immediately limits um, what you can look at for for a, a solid CDM. But I just think so. And I had a, I used to have a lot of time for Rodri. Like I rate him, but it's just the arrogance of Rodri. And like you know, this is the second time now he's came out and said, "Yeah, we should have dusted off this team. Like they got lucky." I'm like, yeah, but it's like, bro, you didn't. But it's you, it's you, yeah, like you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, moving on from right, yeah, they need some stability in the midfields. I think they need uh, another creative midfielder alongside. Um, well, if Odin breaks through, that's to be seen. But I think mm-hmm. they need an alternative from. Uh, yeah, essentially, they need they need a Fernandinho replacement. Yeah, Fernandinho replacement that can offer all, and yeah. um, I think if. Gabriel Jesus isn't hitting. I think you need to break the bank on a striker. Who? Again, who? And I, I, hey, who? I see all these guys in for Haaland in two years' time. Guaranteed. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't surprise me that this window has been a bit weird for so many different clubs because there's just... that The players that you need, the profile of player that you need, is either not available to sign... Or mm-hmm. just Everybody doesn't, or just isn't like. How do I put it? That profile of player exists, but not the le- not the caliber of quality that you need. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like even looking looking at United, United need to recognize the um, apart from Thomas Party, I'm struggling to see who in European football we could possibly sign. Yeah. I'm really struggling. Honestly, off the top of my head, no, I couldn't think of anything. I, 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 I thought that... I understand the people saying that Thiago would have been, could have been another Schweinsteiger, mm. but it's fucking better than no one. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
So like, yeah, let's move on to United. Well, I think we know that United need um, a centre back. They need a left back. They need a DM. But right. Yeah. Apart from left back, we've already kind of touched on CB that there's no real CBs out there. We've already kind of touched on um, like. I think our main target was Upa Makano, if I'm going to be honest. I just think we left it too long. I, I don't believe we were ever... I think he was on our list. He was an admirer. He was an Ole admirer. He, well, he Ole admired him. Yeah, I think he was on the list, but I don't think... I don't think we were ever going to yeah, do it. Yeah, realistically, yeah. Maybe but it was like, a release clause, I was thinking. Yeah, I think we can safely say the DM position and uh, centre-back position in general we've covered. So I guess with United and left-backs, I think I'm keep hearing them linked to this Alex Telles guy. I don't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he has impressive stats in Portugal. I think he had about 12 goals. He, he, he produces mad goals and assists every single year. And he's the type that can... Um, Defend obviously as a sport, he, he, he can be an attacking outlet for us, um, in terms of crossing and you know being another attacking threat that we need on the left. Um, and it also gives us the luxury of moving Brandon Williams back to the right. But, um, I just don't trust Portuguese stats, you know. I don't, tr- <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I like, I, I've never been able to trust them. Like, like, I'll always have them I'm trust looking, there from Lindelof. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Lindelof, and I'm thinking, yeah, Mangala. Hmm, hmm. Like, yeah, been, yeah. Mangala was a horrible, player. yeah. Like, I just don't trust him, but I think, I think he definitely pro- provides us as an upgrade from uh, Luke Shaw and yeah, another outlet. We actually had. <laughs> Fabrizio Romano again he identified um, a few left backs we're interested in and one of them he said was a target that he actually can't name um, but right. we've been linked with Tagliafico and Alex Tellez but like something about me realistically I heard it's just this it's this guy from Dinamo Kiev is the third option but I just feel like realistically we're just going to end up with him because we seem to be just haggling this Alex Tellez deal or, or we're gonna end up with nobody. No, I'd say I don't think we can afford to end up with nobody. I really don't think. I think if Woodward knows better, I know he's relocating and he's not giving anyone his address. But I just think, from um, a longevity standpoint, I just think it's so crucial we sign this in the next seven days, next six days, even if how many days we even have left. So I think. I think yeah. What's that? I think the market closes on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I just think we need it. Like, I think in the worst case scenario, we end up with one. And in the best case scenario, we do a bit, bit. We get in a winger and we get in a left back at, at the very least. I don't think, I think we can forget CDM, like you said. But um, I think it's just a question of what left back and what winger. Because I'm seeing the Tagliafico links. I'm seeing the Tellez links. I don't, see, I don't want to see Tagliafico anywhere near Manchester United. You don't rate Tagliafico? I see, but I see beyond the smoke. He's not that guy. I think he's solid, man. I, 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 see, I can only judge off the basis of that uh, Champions League. That guy, that guy that just signed for Spurs. Regular. He should just 
He's nuts. Did you see him nah, bro, nah, bro. His boy back clause. It was always going to be his boy back clause. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're too, yeah, we're too big of a club to have boy back clauses on these players. Man. But when you consider the fact that Fernand Mendy is a top, top, top left back, are mm. Madrid really going to bring back Reguilón to compete with... Uh, I, I can't see them doing that. No. I can see them just being like, oh, just give us some money. Like, the depth is there. They have Marcelo. They That's can always rotate between them and Marcelo. And it's the same on the right. Like the Hakimi deal, to an extent, makes sense to me because Carvajal is formed. But that's another conversation. Yeah, Real Madrid fullbacks. But um, yeah, you know, it, um, it's left unclear completely like what, what uh, left backs we want. Likewise, with the right wingers we need. We're getting linked with Sar and Sancho. Have you seen any other links? There's the Douglas Costa one again, the Dembele one. The same shit. Listen, 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 listen. Honestly, listen. Gareth Barry would Gareth, Gareth Bell would be on that list as well if he didn't sign for Spurs. Yeah, and I argue that. Yeah, I, I I argue that Gareth Bell would have been a better option out of a lot of them. If we signed that Bell, we're in the muds. We're finished. Joe, we're finished. Nah, you know what? You know what, Dave? You know what? Yeah. You see with that Bell, yeah. It's all about the price. It is all for about me, the price. They don't want the loan bill. If we get Dembele for between, because what I heard, what I read was, we're going to give them between 50 and 60 million euros. I mean, from 70, yeah, 60, 70, yeah, roughly. Which is enough for them to fund, which is enough for them to fund Memphis to buy. And then that's kind of how that whole thing would work. If that's the deal, I'm not mad at it. (laughs) I'm not mad. Can I be honest with you? Do you know why? Because. You have to convince me. If, if we can get, and it's a big if, because we don't have a good history of doing this, but if we can get Dembele fit, let's be honest, an attacking, an attacking like lineup of, or attacking options of Dembele, Pogba, Fernandez, Donny van der Beek, Marshall, Greenwood, Rashford. How can you not win the league? You're running, you're running <laughs> off a of what if right now. A big yeah, what I if. Know, you're you're going, what if, what if we got dormant in Belay? But that guy hasn't been that. around for three and a half I years. Hear yeah. I hear that. It's the, same, it's the same argument that the people on the other side of the Pogba argument are, you know, with regards to me, like, we're all about the what if and the what if. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, you have to kind of bring that into play here as well. Yeah, but, you always have to do it. Yeah. But, but it's then Belay. You can, like, if you just get his mind, his mental right, uh, it could be nuts. See, I think, I think, I think, I, I think you do have to get his mental right, but I just think it's, um, yeah. it's, it's the guy's attitude. Like, like we have too many of Dembele's already in a squad. Like, like, like it's like a conversation we had last time. Like, we have a lot of players that can be world class yeah. on a day, but there's not many days. Like, he's joined the list of players there for me. If he joins tomorrow, as the Shaw, Martial, He's joining a list of players that if they play well <laughs> and yeah. if their manager's right, yeah, and I'll if run we get a manager, they're gonna be elite. And that's yeah. United right now. So mm-hmm. fuck it, why not? Let's just add another what if. Because mm. if we add another what if and they bottle it, cool. We get Poch in. It's mad. Like if we it's just, Poch, it's just so easier said than done with Poch. Pochettino to United just smells like Premier League. It's, it, it's just going to happen. Where are boards? You know, 
Because you know what's going to happen that's with Poch? He'll get back to first window. I'm that's, telling that's you. That's fine. First window. That's fine. But, but, but hear me out, yeah? Yeah. Pochettino has been watching United for the last 18 months, yeah? Mm-hmm. Pochettino was looking at the attack saying, I can work with that. That's really good. Mm. All he's got to do is make three defensive signings, DM, centre-back, left-back, mm. over time maybe a right-back. That's a nuts team. The, the team is nuts. If it's given a proper... Yeah. You know, Option or so, yeah, anyway, well, I mean, I rate your turn and optimism with United anyway. Oh, of, based off why. I know this is this is hypothetical, so I know it's hypothetical, but yeah, 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 yeah. This is, yeah, this is just this is just wouldn't it be nice if, mm, yeah, 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 I get that, yeah, I get yeah. that, I get that. It's still um, all out, it's still bleak, <laughs> yeah. We'll move off of uh, we'll move off of um, Man United. Um, what do you think about um. Talk to me if Arsenal don't get our or party or party. anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Arsenal? Um, is, it, is, it, Arsenal is, it, is, it, is it? It's a tricky one, isn't it? It's a big remain to be seen for me because yeah. like they, I think these guys don't know how they feel about Arteta. Like a, like a lot like a lot of former player managers that have came into the league. Like I just don't think. <laughs> Bro, I was seeing Arteta out after the Liverpool game, you know, like like off like off a lot of Arsenal fans. I was literally like, so the, so so Arteta's the truth right before this Arsenal game, uh, Liverpool game, and I'm just like, why? I don't get why fans are being so fickle. Because me looking at that as a neutral again, listen, I've been I'm having a great time being a neutral this year. Arteta has the ability to organize the team well, given the players he's provided with, given the resources he has. So I think yeah. regardless of what happens now between the Ewar deal and the Thomas Party deal, I think he ultimately sorted out his defense. I think the defense like surely has to be improved from last year. I think that's mainly what he was trying to organize coming in. Um, but he's done now. He's taking care yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I think... Man, I still think that... I, whether, I still, whether, whether the defensive signings work, we don't know, but... There's a ma- there was a major problem there over the last few years, and he's addressed it with what he believes is best. So, so far, the window, the Arsenal window was like, because they brought in William, they got rid of Martinez, they got Leonard back fit. It's like a seven? Yeah. Then for me, they need a backup keeper. I, I've seen a goalkeeper. I've seen them uh, linked with David Raya from Brentford. Yeah. I don't know much about him. I, I that's not. That's not. They don't need a backup keeper as much as they need someone in midfield. Yeah, yeah. They were. Uh, I'm just. I'm just basing it off like where they need additions. But I think the midfield. Um, part of me they thinks a, they have to get out. They have to for me yeah. because I just can't see. You know, if you don't get our and you still got to play Lacazette. Force nine, big problems, big big problem. Like yeah. some of the chances Lacazette missed against Liverpool, you can't at this level. No, you can't miss that. And I say I say that about Lacazette way too much. I say yeah. the fact that this is chances at this level that in the big games to, you have, you have mm-hmm. to, in the big games you have to punch them. So mm-hmm. 
if you can figure out a deal for our and put Aubameyang back back in the middle, yeah. it does change the way Arsenal play because I think they're trying to do their force line and to at least one inside forward and maybe have like their right back and whatnot push on. But if it just makes sense for you to have your your gunman in the position to do gunman stuff. Because I never I never get why he moved out onto the left. Apparently he preferred being out on the left, but like yeah that's that, that didn't that's he play, didn't, didn't he play didn't he play centre forward at Dortmund? Yeah, like his his preferred it, it, like his preferred position looking at has always been um Forward. Yeah, forward. Yeah, but I don't know. He just he said he was comfortable playing out the wing as well. But I think I, I think yeah, I think personally need that Bamiyang out in the middle. Now that leaves a space in, on the left, and I'm trying to think of Arsenal's person. You could maybe Saka. You could put Saka in there. Yeah, Saka Definitely. Martinelli. Yeah, Saka yeah. Is bad, Saka yeah. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you got Saka. Saka. Yeah. yeah, you got that's that's the play for me. That's the play. The only yeah, and if Sapi gets injured, you you just go back to Aubameyang down the left. Yeah, like yeah. In an ideal world, you get our you get Saka playing on the left. You put Orba down the middle. I don't think they're gonna do any other business on the right hand side. No, they're not gonna spend any more money on a right winger because they've got Pepe, and apparently Arteta really likes Pepe. Yeah, but he likes. His opinion on players changes from week to week. That's a, that's that's the one flaw I have with Arteta. Like really? I don't get I don't yeah I don't get why you uh, drop Gabriel or your I, I know Sadi uh, what Saliba um, needs some time, but like even the Maitland Niles treatment last year, I didn't get that because mm-hmm. realistically he's one of the best options you have at a fullback. This guy is he's smoking Bellerin. Like he's smoking better. He's but the best think, option there. I think, I think the Maitland Niles thing was Maitland Niles not wanting to play fullback anymore. Yeah. Understandable. So I think yeah. yeah. I think he was saying, "Look, I'm sick and tired of playing fullback. How I'm a midfielder. Go if you need another fullback, just go and buy a fullback." Yeah. But what's wrong with you? So mm. we have money, spend it, play Hector there. Or they signed Cedric on loan, and obviously with COVID and stuff, that didn't really work out. But yeah, I don't know. With Arsenal, I just think if they're still an unknown right now. Um, if they don't get our, then they really need to make sure that they. Do you think it's the right move to sell Torreira? I think Torreira is good. I think yeah. he's a quality player. But I think he can come good. If you can get the money for him that brings in our, what if you're not going to play him? Why not? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because because the rumor is that um they want to sell Torreira to fund party, even. Yeah, so, that's okay. that's that makes sense to me. I, yeah. I just think I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that um Arteta hasn't been able to convince the board to just pay up and pay whatever it takes for. Party and our because even if the even if the Arteta project doesn't work, having Party and our in your squad is nuts. I think you've got to build. I think there's got to be a, a bit of a balance between buying for the manager, but buying good players in general. Do you know what I mean? Like look at Mbappe. Like the risk there, the risk with Spurs 
falling off was always there and it came to fruition they did fall off but they still signed in Dombele at like literally just after their peak in regards to the last five years and even though the Ndombele thing didn't really work out last year because of fitness and injury, now you can kind of see Ndombele is basically getting back to fitness. He's found his touch again. He's playing well, and they've got a good, well, they've got a good manager in Jose Mourinho. So that's somebody that, that's, a, that's another quality player that Mourinho didn't sign that is at his disposal. So I think it makes sense from a club point of view, for Arsenal to just splash the bag at our... Yeah, yeah, two midfielders, yeah, yeah. ...at party, because, like, look at the, look at the, look at your, look at the teams around you, look at, look at the squads they're building. I don't know if the Arsenal squad is there yet. They're still, they still have El Nenny on the books. El Nenny needs to go. He's got to go. So... He's had a good start, but yeah, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think yeah, yeah. that keeps going. Yeah. But having said that, if they don't do as much business as we want them to, and they stay with this team, I think the players respect Arteta enough to, to to fight. I think if they can play well in the game and win the games where we know in the last few seasons Arsenal will go to teams that they should be, but they'll struggle. If they can sort that out, mm-hmm. then then I can stop saying, okay, you guys actually are a problem. But right now, they might be a problem. So that's kind of where I am with um, with Arsenal. Similar to you, but a little, I think I'm a little bit more optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, no, I'm optimistic. Yeah, overall, I'm optimistic. I, I think Artel will always organise them well. But um, yeah, I'm just going to sit back and observe, see what happens. And there. another thing as well, you know, Arteta is... Something that Arsenal haven't had in the last few years is a manager that says that left back that plays for the opposition is shit. We're gonna target him. Like Emery hasn't really had good opposition analysis. He's just like he's just played negative football. He's just he's just anti football. Lundberg was a bomb, so we don't even need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um Arteta's really into uh, Arteta he his his opposition analysis is really good. He'll be yeah. able to tell you, look, that's where the team's weakness is. That's where we should try and focus on whether it comes off or not is, is another thing. But at least they've mm-hmm. been able to, they can identify, look, this is going to be, this is where these guys are weak. Let's try and play down there. So, who's the Yeah, no, I, like I like everybody, that. I'm like, but, you know, who else have we spoken about? Liverpool? There's not really a lot to say about them. Um, well, Liverpool... Okay. Do you think with the hold off this summer, do you think they make a blockbuster sign the next summer? Because basically, for context, um, Klopp signed a new contract with Liverpool that keeps them at the club till what, 2024 or something like that. Like, but the idea is the objective that was outlined was dominate the league or Europe even for the next year or two and then rebuild process. So that means um, the front tree, basically, because all the front tree is 29 years old. It means the front tree needs to be rebuilt. Um, I kind of, I, I like seeing Minamino and Jota together, but I think if you're looking at rebuild a world-class front tree, I don't particularly think you're looking at them. I think Jota is a solid player. He'll always be a solid prem player, but I just think you need to go blockbuster with that, with that front tree. I and think, I think that'll I be think... it for Sancho if we 
you know, no, we can forget that. I think Liverpool will be in for Sancho by next year or Mbappe. Honestly, I think uh, you know what they have to, but they've also they also have to they have to keep I they have to keep Manning. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, no. That's the but that's 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 the theory amongst a lot of people. Now, that front three, you can lose one. Mm. I think you can lose two almost, but you cannot lose money. I think, Mane I think, is the, yeah, Mane is the one you can't lose. Imagine Man and Mbappe. Yeah, I think I think Firmino will even be sold next year, and then maybe uh, the next season down the road, maybe Salah. But I think I think I think out of the front three, I definitely yeah, I think I can still see Mane being there in about three years' time. Compared to um, like I, I can see Salah again used as a bargaining chip at some stage to get one of the blockbuster to get one of the blockbuster tree. I, like I think it's interesting, right? I think you've got a couple of options. So you've got Mane to Madrid because the Hazard thing I can't see working out. No. So Mane to Madrid, Mbappe to Madrid, Salah to Madrid. Whoever of those three goes to Madrid. I think it will kind of have a domino effect on what else happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I agree, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, it shapes that. However, if Mbappe doesn't go to Madrid and mm. stays at Paris, but Salah goes to Madrid, I can't see Mbappe going to Liverpool. Well, yeah, admires Liverpool though. He's came out and said that, like he, like he likes the hard, the likes the way they play football. But Klopp is not renewing his contract again. Yeah, Klopp is taking. Klopp is taking a sabbatical in 2024, and mm-hmm. has said if he doesn't miss football, he's not coming back. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Like, it depends on who are Liverpool going to bring in. What is the make? Because Fabinho is. How old is Fabinho? Uh, Fabinho must be 26, 27, I'd say. All right, so he's in, in, the next prime, four years, in his prime, yeah. He's in his prime. In the next four years, he's going to be ticking on. He's going to be Matic, basically. Thiago is not, he's going, he's not going to be there in two years. Then, uh, there'll be no Van Dijk in the picture in four years. Let me tell you that. There'll be no... How old is Van Dijk? Van Dijk's... Bro, Van Dijk must be 30 now, 29 even. Double check that, though. That's, a, that's on a late bloomer thing. Like, the whole Van Dijk... The, really? the, yeah, no, the emergence of Van Dijk was very late. Like, this guy was playing for Celtic in his mid-twenties, like. Van Dijk, age... 29. Fuck. 29. Yeah. Hmm. And he made the most errors in the Premier last season. We, yeah, so... We'll follow we've got to see what... We have to see what business they do next summer. But for this summer, I think... They're going back to back. Let's yeah. Just, let's just... Yeah. Enjoy the pain. Just enjoy it. Um, I think that's everybody that Spurs. needs to about. Tottenham have done enough business, in my opinion. So They need a striker, man. I think they need a backup. Yeah, true, but that striker market is hard. I know. I've seen them get linked with Joshua King and Bastos. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not. These mid players, man. Um, mm-hmm. well, yeah, that's pretty much everyone. Um, I can't think of any other big deals. Even you, even on the European front, the market is a bit dead. Yeah. Not that many. Not that many big moves in Spain. I'm liking France. the deals. Um, uh, Suarez deal mainly. I think 
I think that could be a match made in heaven. Simeone, Costa, and Suarez. I think that's gonna make yeah. for some scenes. Like I, I like that one. I just think yeah. I think Simeone needs to go more offensive. He needs to attack. You can't have Louis Suarez in any team that doesn't attack. Because he, he, he can't contribute much else. Like, like you can have Joe Felix track back, you can have Diego Costa, you know, throw some limbs in, but like Suarez is there to score goals. And you need to keep mm-hmm. it that way, you know. So no tactical change. Um I I've think been interested. I think I think if they keep Thomas Party, then maybe um Simeone can be a little bit more offensive. But oftentimes I think it might be a bit difficult for him to be offensive because sometimes he's like, well, I don't know what team of players I'm going to have next year. So mm-hmm. why would I try and implement this risky, not risky strategy, but these tactics with a little bit more offensive risk associated with them and I get my Oscar now and I'm out of the job when I can just keep it tight and build a system that is easy to plug to plug players in and out of. You know, I think there's an element of that, but if they can keep Thomas party, if they can maybe sign it's so hard as well because like Spanish football is just in the gutter right now there's not really that much yeah. time even yeah. like the guy that's been linked to Man City uh, the winger Torres he's not even that good like you know yeah. I saw a tweet the other day saying you know it's bad when Spanish national team has black players in it no, it's funny. It's funny because of the joke, but I'm like, yeah, no, that's not like. It's I'm true, fast. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can't. You can't even. It's not even something to be to be laughed about because it's actually true. Yeah. Like, not even bad. They're balling though, they're balling. Um, do we want to take it back to just some of the business or the projects you see going on in the prem? Given the fact that it's the two of us today, and we're fans of projects like. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what, what other projects are you liking at the minute? Man, I'm liking Spurs. I don't mean to keep bringing them yeah. back to Spurs. I, I'm liking... <laughs> see, I'm liking um, just how extreme the Spurs project is. Like, this could either... It's, it's very really mad. Really come, this could come so good or it could all fall down. It, yeah. It, like, it, yeah. Um, I just think... I reckon, like, personally, personally, I reckon they win the trophy this year. Yeah, and do you know, and do you know yeah. what I was going to say? Yeah, do you know what I was going to say? Yeah, if they win a trophy, this is my hot take Mourinho becomes the greatest modern manager at Tottenham and completely like takes Potter's legacy out. I, I'm telling you, here's what, here's what needs to happen for that to happen. Yeah, Guardiola needs to get fired or leave, which, mm-hmm. which is a possibility. Mm hmm. There's a time. chance Guardiola, this could be Guardiola's last season. Mm-hmm. They need to win the FA Cup or the League Cup. Mm-hmm. They need to make Champions League. Yeah. And yeah, those three things yeah. can happen this season. If they can win something, if if uh, Guardiola um, leaves and Pochettino is not back in, the, in English football and um, they come top four, because obviously Champions League, they can maybe add one or two players, maybe look at replacing Kane with whoever is the top number nine, because Kane is almost dusted, even though he's still playing at a high level. If those three things can happen, there's, a, there's hope for Mourinho. He might be able to basically compete for a league next yeah. season. season. I here's, hear you. Here's me. 
I add to that all of what you said, and there's a season two of All or None because I think that is makes there? me. No, I think if there's a confirmed if season two, because listen, yeah. Poch has made Tottenham a good team. Let's not get that mistaken. Mourinho has made them a brand. He's made them a brand. Like from immediately, like we can't talk about Spurs without talking about All or None. And I say months down the line, I see every little Spurs thing. I'm like, okay, that's gonna make some. Eric Dyer running down the t- running down to the toilet and Mourinho chasing him. Do you see how many spins and loops that got on Sky? Mourinho chasing down. Like it just he's just made the club so much more like marketable as a brand. And I'm thinking yeah. if he can transfer that sort of success, we're probably not seeing the stats, but I think he has. If he can transfer that sort of success on the pitch. So far, so far, post COVID, yeah. Only Liverpool and Man City have scored more points than Tottenham mm. in the league. One. Secondly, Mourinho is not being paid top four salary. Mourinho is being paid compete for championships money. Yeah. He, his, his salary at Tottenham is mad. It's, we're paying you this to win. Just win. So, yeah. <laughs> it, don't it, it doesn't matter. It's a gig that I didn't think would work out, but it works out. Like, like, like it's just. Yeah. And it's what's just... funny is it's timely that we're talking about it now because after the win on penalties yesterday, I could see. I'm not saying that that was a big achievement for them, but it might be a big enough of an achievement for them to get over. Losing the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Not that, not that it's on the same scale, but there's just something with when you've been getting your ass kicked for so long, and you're able to to have a tough win because that's what yesterday was. They came from behind, they brought it back to one-one, and they won on penalties. That's a, in football. That's a tough win. That might be the thing that Mourinho was able to say, look, everything else after this should be easy. We've, we've come back from behind, we've beaten a good Chelsea side on penalties. We, if we face this again in the semi-finals of the FA Cup, it's not new to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it might do a world of good for their confidence, which I think is all that they're, 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 they need to just win a cup. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what happens. But I think you've spelled out correctly the things, the variables that need to be in place in order for Mourinho to, to win something. That's what I can see that. Cause, yeah, because I never thought you'd stamp his DNA on the club when I saw this appointment a year ago. I'm like, first of all, does this guy even want to manage Tottenham or is the one job that was really offered to him? Of the top, there, was a, there was only international... Now, remember that time, there was only international jobs getting offered to Mourinho and that job. And that was and, it. And, and, and other shit jobs. Yeah, and other shit jobs. Yeah, that was probably the most prestigious one out of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's hilarious for someone that was probably like even really, who said before in the past, I will never manage Tottenham and was probably reluctant to manage Tottenham. I just think it's hilarious that someone like that could become the greatest modern manager of that club if the tenure is long enough for him. You know, I think he, he just needs that. All he has That's... to do is just win anything. <laughs> this is what I mean. But this is what I mean. Like, like win, win anything for me. Win anything plus top four. Yeah. 
He's already eclipsed for Pochettino. Yeah. Like, when you look at it that way. He could win the Carabao Cup. Yeah. And you know what the thing is? You know Mourinho, since he's been in England, he's won the most League Cups. You know he would never shut the fuck up about it. No, no. Never. Every no. club he's been to, he's won the League Cup. That's what is going to be the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't blame him. I think what he should do is win, that, win a little League Cup at Spurs... Call it a day. <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, that's what he needs. That's what he needs. Yeah. That's what he needs. Champions League that's run it. the season after. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you got the fixtures up for this weekend? No, I'd say uh, I need to either me or you check the fixtures now. And All right, I'll just check. Let's see. Right, where is my Premier League? So here we go. I've got them. Um, is there any further? Oh, yeah, I've got them. Um, so are we doing predictions? Yeah, let's do some predictions for Saturday. Oh, there's no Monday football, so just Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, Chelsea, Crystal Palace. I'm personally going for a draw with both teams scoring two goals. So two, yeah. Two. yeah. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I'm I'm inclined to agree because it's just a combination of um, Chelsea's um, ropey start and just Palace yeah, and like they, they're very fit, you know what I mean? They seem like they're on it yeah, this yeah, year yeah. for the start, anyway, for the for, for the first quarter of the season. Um, yeah. Everton, Everton, Brighton. That's kind of hard, you know. But I think this win, I think if this, if Everton get a result out of this, I think we're really seeing that Everton are about it. Because these are usually the games. They get a little mid-table team that's on form. That's when Everton have gotten found out every other year. Even at Goodison. Yeah. So I think yeah. if Everton... I think if Everton even... No, if Everton edged this game, it's still, you know, left in contention. But I think if they really, like, blow Brighton out the war, I think it shows the intention this, this year. I, think I mean, really I don't think... It. Yeah. Because it's not... Who have Brighton played so far this season? United? Chelsea, in, um, Chelsea, Newcastle, and United. You know, yeah. And they, yeah. they beat comfortably. On paper, you would have to say Everton, but, you know, this is the Barclays. So I think that's a tough one, but I, I'm going to go for a 3 o'clock Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to go for a home win. I yeah. think Everton will win that. Yeah, comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Leeds, Manchester City. I'm here for that game. Oh, I want that. I want it. Oh, that's a shame. I think City, yes, that's a City win, that City win. That. City? Easy. Easy money. Easy. Easy money. I'm going to say easy money. Beelzebub. Easy money. Easy money. Nah, man. Nah. I think, I think Beelzebub yeah. studied. I think, I think there are two managers that just know each other's game so well. So I think it'd be close, but I, t- I just think... So I think what it will come down to is individual quality. Patrick Bamford or yeah. Gabriel Bro, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's he, interesting. Sterling as well, come on, that's easy money. I think we're seeing a close game. Yeah, I, I can still agree with you that City will win it. I just don't think it'll be this dominant. I think, I think, I think it'll be, it'll have parallels to, to 
the Liverpool and Leeds game. I think nah, Leeds will I, be on its attack, but that yeah, defense yeah, yeah. is it, that defense. Is, I personally think City are not fucking seriously. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think they're gonna get a fucking hiding. Nah, nah, because they just saw Lorente, and he, uh, I think he's a proven La Liga defender, nah, too, so. nah. and he matches I the Bielsa ball. So I don't know. I think they are. I think they're gonna get a fucking. It's it's not. I just, that's just my gut. It's not even. There's no logic or anything behind it. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, understood. Yeah. Understood. What do you think about Newcastle? Well, sorry, Newcastle, Burnley. My God. A bit of a nothing game for me. That's a um, fucking horrible game, man, isn't it? Yeah, that's a very much a nothing game. Um, yeah, could I think, Newcastle. I think, who have Burnley got up top? Chris Woods. Still Ashley Barnes. All the same. That is probably ending a draw for me. They only signed Dale Stevens, so it's more or less the same Burnley team. That I don't think have started great, and Newcastle have actually had a good start by their standard. So is it where are they? they are? Ten. Well, what are we looking at? Are we looking at one draw, one defeat, one win. We're looking at um, yeah, 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 one, one, and one. Yeah, mm, can't remember so who they played. Win. Draw was against Spurs. Oh, hold on. They got tried not yet. They got hammered by Brighton, though. So, one loss. Yeah. One draw. Yeah. And what else? That's it. That's and they won. Three games in. Yeah, they... Oh, they have won a game. No, they have won a game. So, one of each. Who do they yeah, win? one of each. So I don't know who they I don't know who they beat in the past. I don't know who they beat in the other fixtures. Oh, yeah, I just noticed yeah. the Spurs. I can't remember. Yeah, but either way, I think I think I think, I think Newcastle win overall. I think Newcastle have made good additions with um oh what's his Callum name? Will. What's Callum Wilson, yeah. Um Jamal Lewis and Yeah, Jeff Hendrick. Like he's been playing well as well. Oh good anyway. So biased, man. Nah, nah, nah. It's not even Irish bias. Nah, he's been good. Look, he's it had a good start. Gift of the gab, FC bias. That's what that is. That's bias. That's, that's. But I don't know. I think. I think if I had to pick a winner, I would say Newcastle. But I think the game will be a draw because they're both mm-hmm. appalling sides. Yeah. Oh, Leicester West Ham. That looks like a tasty game on Sunday. Vardy doesn't matter. He doesn't madness. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I just think he does another madness again. Yeah. I think. Well, see, this, West Ham. Oh, oh, it's West Ham at home. Hmm. Who, who and it's just like, super inconsistent, like, you know? Is Wes Morgan still playing? Nah, it's uh, Soyuncu, and they just signed that guy for Fana, but I don't know if they'll have him in for that game. That's what I'm saying. I, I have yeah. a feeling that Wes Morgan will play, and if he is playing. Or Johnny Evans. Even if it's Johnny, uh, 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 Antonio Susek. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have they got Lanzini yeah. back? No, nah, but Yarlamenko and... Um, there was someone else that they had what's that, that what's, No, it's that English winger, isn't it? I can't remember. The one they but, signed from uh, Hull. Jarbone, Jarbone, Jarbone. That didn't even sound. That didn't even sound inspiring. <laughs> no, Jarrod Bowen's well, been very good. Jarrod Bowen's been good. 
I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I, yeah. I could see it being a draw. I could see. I could see West Ham. Yeah, for sure. If, if, they, if they're able to nullify the long ball to Vardy, I can see West Ham making a win. So mm-hmm. I'm going to root for East London, being that East London, I'm going to say West Ham, quick 1 0 job. 2 0 job. Southampton, West Brom. Southampton. Ooh. I think this would be a crazy game, though. Ooh, that high line. I've seen, yeah, the high line. I've seen West Brom yeah. play a couple times this season. They both play a high line. Slavon Vidic has them well drilled. Yeah. I won't rule them out. I think it'll be a mad game. Hold me too. Yeah. I think there'll be a few goals in this one. It's going to come down to who's going to take their chances. Yeah. And yeah, we've Danny seen Higgs. West Brom. We saw West Brom against Everton, was it? Yeah, and Chelsea, and, and they, they and they dominated the Everton game for a large period of time and just couldn't take the chances. I think if that happens again, I think with things it's gonna be good night. So yeah. it depends on which West Brom show up. Having said that, they played well against Chelsea in the first half. So I don't mm-hmm. know. What do you think? Um, I like. I think. I think as long as they, I think as long as they have uh, Diangana and Pereira in that team, I think. I think something can always happen. They're always a threat. Yeah, something can always happen with them two in the team. Um, yeah, the the creativity of Pereira, and yeah, mm-hmm. Diangana's a runner. Like Diangana will yeah. run. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He plays his take ons. Like he'll he'll make something happen. Not, but yeah, Danny Ings only needs one chance for me. That's always how it's gonna be. Yeah. But that high line as well is so... That's what I'm saying. It makes for a good game. Which I didn't think I'd say when I initially saw it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But I, I still want to go with Southampton, personally. Mm-hmm. Arsenal-Sheffield? 4 no. <laughs> Like This is simple. I don't think Arsenal... This is the sort of game I'm talking about. This is the sort of game where I need Arsenal to come in and give them a good 3 nil. Yeah. Yeah. Standard. I don't yeah. I don't even want Sheffield to even feel like there's any point in turning up. Yeah. Quick three nine. One goal early in the first half, a second goal just before half time, a third goal just after half time. Yeah, put them in yeah, put them in the mud before seventy minutes even. Sheffield yeah. dirt if if Arsenal can't wipe the floor with Sheffield at home. Mm. It's big problems. Yeah, big yeah, problems. yeah, we're still unsure. Wolves, Fulham. Wolves, Fulham. Five nil. I'm Five nil. Wolves. I'm not even. I don't even know the squad. I don't even care. I just Fulham are not. Yeah. They're just not good. They they did literally as we we're recording. They just signed Adam Ola Lukman. Yeah, on loan. Yeah, but. The defense is pants, so it doesn't matter. That's <laughs> weird because the they signed they signed Tete, although he hasn't been good in a few years. And but they signed Anya, who I liked a lot. This is the Premier League, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. He sounds like somebody that should be playing for Reading. Yeah, Anya, yeah, but Anya, Anya, you play for Torino, he's, he's okay, but they don't have centre backs, so they're always yeah. No, I, mean, I, don't to a I don't think their midfield is good enough anyway. And they play... Like, let's look at Wolves. Like, Wolves... 
Right, so what I've seen in Fulham is that Fulham play against good teams. They try, they try not to play deep, but they don't play like high enough. So if they play high enough, they get fucked by the Wolves. If they don't play deep, if they don't play really deep and kind of kind of play balanced, they get fucked man for man. So mm-hmm. I can't see, I can't see Fulham doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I was basically just listing off Fulham's business. I wasn't even trying to justify the defence, man. It's yeah. it's a shambles. Um, man, you know you're Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah, it's got to be Tottenham. I just... I think just the momentum they're going to ride at the moment. Tottenham. There's good feels at Tottenham. Like, there's good it's feels at even, Tottenham. It's not even... Dave, can I be honest? It's not even the good feels at, at Tottenham. It's not even the bad feels at United. Yeah. It's more so... I haven't seen anything to suggest that United are even, United could do it. Are, are, are even competitive in the league. But isn't this always the usual game where Man United show up? Backs against yes. the wall, bottom form, and then they get but, a top six team coming to town. But this is season two, Jose Mourinho. Isn't that usually bad? No, season two is normally the season. Oh, season two. Oh, yeah, no, no, season three is bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's season two, Mourinho, and he actually has some really good players. Yeah. And these are like fraudulent, really good players. Yeah, no, I forgot that Bergwijn, you know. Bro. I forgot that Bergwijn, even. And I'm probably going to play him in the middle, like, at this stage. He's a bad man. He'll ruin Maguire. Yeah, again. However, if United play three at the back, then yeah, you never know. You never know. They could show. And the last but one, on paper, um, for Spurs, I think. Yeah, Spurs. I think I might go Spurs. Even that's and that's the thing. You look at them too, um, and you go uh, home or away which we said last week plays a factor. It just seems like after this weekend, it's just been like, it's irrelevant now. So that's the key yeah. thing. Like it, it, well, it is at home. It's like, you're just playing on the same green pitch, no fans, no, nothing. you're just playing in a, in a venue now, you know? So Definitely. It, it doesn't matter. Like, so. um, Villa, Liverpool. Away to Liverpool, though, even though we just said the last thing. Uh, but it's away for Liverpool. But um, I just, yeah... Um, let me think. I was looking at Villa set up against Fulham. Um, against who? Against Fulham. I think if they play how they played against Fulham, they're fucked because look how high John McGinn and Jack Grealish were. Yeah. For, I think it was their second goal. I couldn't believe I said, you know what? Kudos to them for being that brave. But if you do that against Liverpool, it's good. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah, no, the turnover and Van Dijk gets the ball, yeah, and it gets, and it gets sprayed it's straight good. out to, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, good yeah. night. Every who single time. Who have Villa got up front? Oli Watkins. Oli Watkins, Trezeguet, the Brentford guy, they, they, they signed him for 33 million. Oh, Bert, Bertrand Traore. So they actually have a good, they don't have the worst front line. Like, that's a front line for me that stays in the league. Let's get out of that. I think that's a front line that stays in the league for me. 
Well, a lot of it's unproven. I'm kind of just going off personnel, but it looks like it, it for me. Like Bertrand Traore scored in his debut against Bristol, and that was a nice goal too. So it's kind of like I think Bertrand Traore has that belt, and um, they have that fullback Matty Cash. I liked him a lot, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think they, I think yeah, I think Liverpool are just going to do the same thing they did last season, just blow people away. Yeah, wasn't the Villa Liverpool game tight last season though? No? Oh no, that was Sheffield United. Away. Yeah, that was Sheffield. That was but even even then, like I just remember in the Sheffield United away, that was difficult because Henderson played a blinder. Yeah, um, and Liverpool were just they were just taking that. They weren't playing ten out of ten. They were just playing the seven, just recycling the ball, going again and going again. But Henderson played really well, and they looked anytime. Sheffield were a threat in attack. Liverpool could contain it, so I don't see there being any other like any other outcome. Um, yeah. Than that, so yeah, I think because Villa have an improved squad. Yeah, I just, I think, I think Liverpool are so on it again this year. I think it's one of those things. Liverpool would just like just just beat Villa like two one. Yeah, yeah, but I still think like Liverpool are on it, and I don't get this. Everyone judges uh, Liverpool off the back end of last season. They won the league. Yeah. It was already won. Yeah, it was so, so I never understand that. I'm hearing a lot of this. Yeah, Liverpool are beatable because we saw against Arsenal in the back end of the season. The league was well. And also, won a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, what happens when they get injuries?" We haven't seen them when they get injuries yet, but we've seen them when they get suspensions in Europe, and yeah. they did okay. Yeah. So, it's a system. You can't scary. down the system. Yeah, no, you can't. No, you can't. It's scary times. Yeah. It's scary. But seriously, like, the fact that they haven't had a major injury in a couple of years is... It's, it's, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's nuts. Kind of nuts. It's just, it's just they have the players in the right shape. And like, like I said, like we've seen it too with suspensions. But like Liverpool are never going to be this team that rely on personnel for me when they have a system like that. Well, you say that, but we've never seen them with, you know, one of their major centre-forwards injured. Like, imagine they lose Mane. And then That's just true. Sun. That's also true. Yeah. That's where Jota yeah. comes in. I'll be interested to see. Yeah. Is Jota like the Firmino replacement? I don't know. I think Jota can play any part of the front three. So... Can he play number nine, though? Um, I'd almost say, yeah, he could play number nine. I think his, I think where he could try most is centre forward for me. So the man, A-Roll, kind of sitting back a bit. Um, or he could, I think he could play either side. Like he has, he has the pace for it. He presses well. Like he, he, he fit, I think he does fit the system. When I first saw that sign and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. Liverpool have found a way around it. Like, like they, there's no blockbuster signing they, on the market. They, they spent, they spent money for it though. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the only thing is the price tag a little bit, but um, I think I think Joe will always be a solid prime player. About I think it. the price is fair. Like, I mean, Werner went for about what forty-eight, fifty million. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fair. It's just, it's just um, I wonder if he is the familiar replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I believe that that's everything. I don't think we've got much else to cover. Uh, when when are you maybe. trying to do the top four prediction? I, I might. I think we might just do um, top ten midfielders, like you said. I think that would kind of create a little. I think bit that. More yeah. Bit. I think. I think that. Um, yeah. 
that creates more conversation. So I think though. I'm going to ask people to send in their top tens tonight and I'll do the maths tonight and we'll have that debate tomorrow and we may bring it out. I think we might have an international break next week. So if there is an international break, it's the perfect time to bring that out. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just keep an eye on the TL. And then obviously I'll let you know that tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe that's it. There's no Jordan to outro, so I'm not gonna um, try and still three at the back. Higher level of analysis. We'll be back again. If the international break is on, um, we'll do a top ten midfielders, and the culture episode will be recorded from tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, but there's a culture episode. There's a sport. There's a culture episode came up yesterday when this is out, Mm -hmm. and there should be another one coming. In a few days. I don't know. Just keep an eye on the (laughs) server. You'll figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.